The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around stay protected by getting your own bc boost with bc boost go to bcboost.com that's bcboost.com bcboost.com The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
are listening to Kevin McCullough Radio Breaking News as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, Confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. So today is the 22nd commemoration of the attacks of 9-11. We will discuss with two people who lived through it, George Pataki and Hillary Kramer, my guests this hour on Kevin McCullough Radio. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big guy is coming out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. He is playing the role as well as anyone he could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, I cannot really grasp that it has been 22 years. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. Uh, this particular day, uh, as I shared with you in the open, um, this was a day the this was the first day that I received my first uh, talk show. <laughs> uh, and I ended up doing about 15 hours on air this day, uh, 22 years ago in the uh, city of Chicago. I wasn't living in New York at the time, but I have uh, since made uh, frequent, frequent, frequent trips to Ground Zero. And for the last 20 years, as I've called New York home, it, of course, has continued to become one of the most important days on the calendar. Someone who saw it from a very distinct perspective and one he probably wishes he would never have had to is the then governor of New York State, uh, George Pataki, who joins us on this commemoration of the 22nd anniversary. Governor, it's uh, great to have you. Thank you for making time for us, though it is a, it is a horrific occasion that we have to come together and say that we will never forget and never again. Well, thank you. And it is just uh, hard to believe that it was 22 years ago. But uh, on the other hand, it seems like it was almost yesterday. And I think it will always seem that way because it was just such a such a horrible event. And uh, I didn't know that was your first day with a show, but that's a that's some way to get started. Well, they, they talk about baptism by fire, and um, it, it's, they literally mean it. Uh, they don't usually li- mean it literally, but we did we did see some really tough things that day. Let me ask you, Governor, um, and you've told us your story before, but in the 22 years since, does it concern you? Are you are you the least bit appreh- uh, apprehensive that the younger generations? are not as familiar with that day as, say, the ones, you know, that are 10 years older than the ones that are coming up now. The reason I ask this, and it's kind of selfish, but I was in church yesterday, and our pastor made mention, and we had a prayer of dedication for the people that were victims and families and people that are still being lost from the uh, from the chronic lung diseases and other things that they experience for volunteering and serving those incredibly heroic hours after the attacks. But it there is this kind of quiet fear that I, I sense from people that there is a forgetfulness that's beginning to creep into people's memories. And I'm just curious your thought about how to preserve the vigilance that we need to, um, because we're not going to live in its immediate shadow forever. Uh, Kevin, I, I share your concerns. I'm very concerned about it. And, you know, yes, it's young people who weren't here uh, when the towers were attacked who have never learned the lesson. But I also fear there are those of us who were here who have forgotten the lesson. And uh, 
you take a look today. I mean, the idea that we have millions of people crossing our southern border illegally, we know hundreds of them are on the terrorism watch list. Uh, and the administration just doesn't seem to care. Uh, you know, it just uh, terrifies me that we're going to have additional terrorist attacks because of the complete lack of uh, um, knowledge and lack of awareness or lack of uh, commitment to making sure we protect ourselves. And uh, and then you have Afghanistan, where al-Qaeda and, uh, and the, the Taliban are back running everything, which was the source of the attacks the last time. So Yes, we have to work to educate younger people uh, about the horrors of that day and the consequences of ignoring those who want to take our freedom from us. But we also have to continue to press those who or were that day who seem to have somehow either forgotten or lost the message. Governor, you can't be more spot on than what you just brought up. And I want to point out that as I gave coverage to the events of that day, I was pulling off sound bites and sticking them in file folders so that we could put together some things for the coverage that would that would be important and historical and perspective. And one of the things that struck me that afternoon was that you had the entire House of Representatives in the United States Senate come out on the steps of, of Congress, Capitol Hill, and seeing God bless America together. And amongst those people, Governor, was a senator from Delaware named Joe Biden. How how can he experience one thing in that regard and then be even considering plea deals for the mastermind that we still have in custody? You know, um, that question is unanswerable to me. There are so many things that Joe Biden does that are just an enormous disappointment. And either he's forgotten or never got the message or never un- understood it. You know, Kevin, that's one of the tragedies of where we are today. It's not just the risk of further attacks because of the open border in Afghanistan and our lack of village diligence overseas. It's also the fact that we are so divided. You know, after September 11th, we were the most unified I've ever experienced in my lifetime. And it lasted for months where yeah. we weren't Republicans, Democrats, black, white. We were Americans. We were attacked. We were going to stand together. And I remember talking to my parents about Pearl Harbor and thinking, you know, that's probably the way it was December 7th, way back when, when after the Japanese attacks. And you look today and we're as divided as ever in my lifetime. And it starts at the top. It starts with leadership that instead of trying to work together and bring people together is politically and partisan uh, divisive for their own partisan gains. And I think it's a tragedy for our country. One of the things that one of the lessons is you and I have spoken through the years about this was that we we did not pay attention to what we should have. You've already mentioned the open border. I've spoken with Border Patrol. I know that just in the last month, just within the last 30 days, not to mention the full three years, there were uh, upwards of 100 people detained at the border that were on the terror watch list or had connections to the to people on the terror watch list. That's 100 people in 30 days, Governor. Um, I don't know what the complete number for the last three years has been, but we only needed 19 to bring our our country to its knees the first time. And with the increasing, I don't know, kind of false arguments about things like uh, CRT or immigration or other things where, I mean, we've, we've elected a congresswoman from Minnesota to the House of Representatives who literally laughs and shrugs her shoulders when they say, oh, they made a big deal about al-Qaeda. Ha, ha, ha. It seems to me that we've we've not just forgotten the lesson, but we've opened the door 
to an absolute disaster in the making. Is this your concern? And what it, what would you like to see happen uh, as soon as possible? You know, you're absolutely right that uh, uh, not only is she uh, mocking our concern about Al-Qaeda, she's on the Foreign Affairs Committee of the House of Representatives. And it's just hard to understand uh, what the leadership, and I don't mean to be partisan on September 11th, but the Democratic Party is doing, allowing this type of thing, and what Biden is doing when he knows that there are those hundreds of people on the terrorism watch list or are connected to it that are just crossing the border. And it's just uh, mind-boggling that they do essentially nothing except criticize those who have concerns about this massive illegal migration that's happening to our country. So um, I think, you know, you try to educate, you try to make the case in an intellectual way, but ultimately you have to have the right people, you know, and uh, I, 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 don't want to pat myself in the back, but I think on September 11th, we had the right leadership and we're able to pull together uh, and get through that horrible day and the aftermath of that uh, in a way that people uh, look at, look back and say, wow, how did you do it? And we did it because we had great people uh, uh, from every walk of life and we had leadership that worked together and uh, didn't think about political party or anything else. And yeah. we don't have that today. We don't have it. And it starts at the top. And it's just a tragedy for this country. More of my exclusive discussion with former New York Governor George Pataki on the 22nd commemoration of 9-11 when we continue. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried, we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief, and then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. 
And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out, uh, to get them to safety, and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime. 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details, like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. You already mentioned the open border. I've spoken with Border Patrol. I know that just in the last month, just within the last 30 days, not to mention the full three years, there were uh, upwards of 100 people detained at the border that were on the terror watch list or had connections to the to people on the terror watch list that's a hundred people in 30 days governor um i don't know what the complete number for the last three years has been but we only needed 19 to bring our our country to its knees the first time and with the increasing i don't know kind of false arguments about things like uh CRT or immigration or other things where, I mean, we've, we've elected a congresswoman from Minnesota to the House of Representatives who literally laughs and shrugs her shoulders when they say, oh, they made a big deal about Al-Qaeda. Ha, ha, ha. It seems to me that we've, we've not just forgotten the lesson, but we've opened the door to an absolute disaster in the making. Is this your concern? And what, it, what would you like to see happen uh, as soon as possible? You know, you're absolutely right that uh, uh, not only is she uh, mocking our concern about al-Qaeda, she's on the Foreign Affairs Committee of the House of Representatives. And it's just hard to understand uh, what the leadership, and I don't mean to be partisan on September 11th, but the Democratic Party is doing, allowing this type of thing. And what Biden is doing when he knows that there are those hundreds of people on the terrorism watch list or, or connected to it that are just crossing the border. And it's just uh, mind-boggling that they do essentially nothing except criticize those who have concerns about this massive illegal migration that's happening to our country. So um, I think, you know, you try to educate, you try to make the case in an intellectual way, but ultimately you have to have the right people, you know, and uh, I, I, I 
don't want to pat myself in the back, but I think on September 11th, we had the right leadership and we're able to pull together uh, and get through that horrible day and the aftermath of that uh, in a way that people uh, look at, look back and say, wow, how did you do it? And we did it because we had great people uh, uh, from every walk of life and we had leadership that worked together and uh, didn't think about political party or anything else. And yeah. we don't have that today. We don't have it. And it starts at the top. And it's just uh, a tragedy for this country. This is a great country, Kevin. Uh, I just love this country. I think we have, at best, a weak government or even beyond that at the moment. And it's not worthy of the American people. Well, I know that one of the things that happened on 9-11 is that you and, and the mayor, who, though you were of the same political stripe, you had your differences. And there were differences in philosophy and leadership styles and everything else. But the the solution that came about and the reason that you had success was that you and he and the feds sat at the same table day and night, days on end, uh, working through problem after problem together and being committed to a solution that everyone would 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 benefit from in the end. When I look at the state of New York right now, and I'm not trying to be overly partisan either, but you've raised big, big issues in this discussion. And I see a mayor who. Um, whether he's you know, done everything he can or not, he's reached out to his governor. He's reached out to the Senate. He's reached out to the state house. He's reached out to his prosecutor. Nobody's willing to help him on the migrant crisis. He's called the president out a couple of times. Um, th- they're all of the same party. They don't, they don't, they have their differences. Every, lots of people have differences. You wrote a book following COVID about how to get through crises by working together with sometimes people that you disagree with, but, we're not. We don't have public servants that are committed to that. It doesn't seem. It's, it certainly doesn't. And uh, you know, it's just to me, it's just such a disappointment. And uh, you know, we saw that in New York when uh, the COVID crisis was on, and Governor Cuomo and Mayor De Blasio wouldn't even talk to each other. Yeah. You know, one would say one thing, and the other would say the exact opposite an hour later. And uh, in a time of crisis, you know, they didn't get along. But uh, it doesn't matter. It's not your your obligation is to put the interests of the people first. And uh, I just don't see that in Washington. I just don't see that in, in New York. And, and it has tragic consequences. And, um, you know, I'm an optimist by, by nature, Kevin. You uh, are. And, uh, yeah, and, and I think that's part of being an American. You know, we're always entitled to be optimists. Tomorrow right. was going to be better. Our kids were going to have a better life. We need different leadership if we're going to keep that promise alive. Well, let me use that little pinpoint to shift gears, because the Pataki Foundation has for a number of years been highlighting people that are making differences and stepping up and providing leadership, uh, sometimes in the public sector, sometimes in the private sector. What what is the foundation honoring this year? Who are who are some of the recipients and, and what stood out to you about uh, the people that you're you're going to honor today? Well, yeah, I'm very proud of what our little group has done. You know, we uh, all volunteer organization and every September 11th, we honor some of those who uh, helped on that day and who, in a broader sense, helped contribute to the whole concept uh, of our freedom. Uh, And we're honoring um, Ken Chenal. He was the president of American Express. uh, And uh, the Friday after the attacks, three days later, I got a call and he said his board on Monday was prepared to vote to leave Lower Manhattan. There were American Express there right across the street from the towers. Their offices had been horribly damaged. And he said, uh, um, our people are afraid uh, and the board doesn't want to stay 
I don't want to leave. I want to stand up in the face of this terror. Uh, but I need some assurance that we're going to have the security we need because we're American Express. Uh, and I said to him, you know, absolutely. Uh, you, you have my word, whatever is necessary for the American Express employees to feel comfortable there, we will provide it. That Monday, they voted to extend their lease by 10 years instead of leaving. And wow. It was that it was that type of leadership in the face of fear and uncertainty uh, that allowed us to get through. So we're honoring him. Uh, we're honoring Michael Arad, who was a young architect working in the city housing department. No one had ever heard of him. And we had the competition for the memorial design. And out of more than 5,000 entrants, Michael's uh, plan was selected. And you go to Ground Zero now and you have this magnificent memorial plaza, the reflecting pools around where the towers stood. And that was a, a concept of Michael Arad, a young architect. So we're honoring him as well. And then finally, uh, Kevin, uh, since the Ukrainian war, we've provided humanitarian relief to the people of Ukraine. And it's just something uh, the people involved with the Pataki Center felt obligated to do for humanitarian reasons. This is a horrible, horrible act of aggression by Putin. Yeah. The people of Ukraine are suffering. So we provided significant humanitarian aid. And Ambassador Earl Mack, who uh, has done so much for New York, took the lead in providing that humanitarian aid in Ukraine. And so we're honoring him for his effort with that. Well, that's that's tremendous. And uh, Governor, I appreciate your your warm heart and uh, generosity in trying to applaud the, the good works that uh, people are doing. If people want more information about the foundation, how can they how can they find out more? And if they want to give a, a financial gift, how could they do that? Yeah, it's just georgepatakicenter.com. Uh, very simple, georgepatakicenter.com. And uh, there are uh, buttons where people can donate if they feel uh, they would like to do that. And, uh, you know, we're all volunteers, even the Ukrainian effort. We've uh, I'd made five trips since the war. People from the center have made 11 trips from the war. Uh, nobody gets paid. Yeah, you donate to the center, it's going to go directly to try to help people. And that's, that's the focus of our mission. That is incredible. Governor Pataki, thank you for your leadership 22 years ago. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. Kevin, always great being on with you. Take care. You got it. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Thank you. fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours. And then I clean 300 steps. And then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. 
Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of b12 vitamin c vitamin d and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive that's bcboost.com bcboost.com obliterating confusion amplifying truth and pursuing clarity it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough continuing on this uh 9-11, 22 years later edition of Kevin McCullough Radio. And I'm honored to have my friend, and I really sincerely feel that way about her. She's not just one of the most important financial analysts in the business. She's a wonderful human being who has uh, demonstrated great generosity to many, many people in the course of her career. And uh, she uh, comes and helps us on Mondays understand our portfolios better. But this is a, a, a big day to her in a lot of ways. Hillary Kramer, uh, head of Kramer Research, welcome back. It's always good to talk to you, friend. Well, 
it is it is good to be here and it's always good to hear your voice Kevin and we have such an excellent rapport and I hope we bring such important and significant and timely information uh to your listeners and I hope that we also help them first of all more than anything not lose money and then second of all make money yeah. right that, that's, that's always been goal. that's always been your your priorities one and two just like that but let me right. ask you about today because you're you're a resident of Manhattan it's 22 years uh, after the- ground zero so no 40 hours um we have over 5,000 hours um, at ground zero on the pile, as they say, accounted for that he was there working. And it was a miracle that he lived as long as he did. Um, and Tim's death was uh, sad because the dynamic, when we talk about a death family, a family that loses at the third person, even rather than myself, you lose someone, there's of losing that person, the terrible, terrible loss and grief and sadness. And then there is the importance of being strong for the children. Mm. So two years ago, I had an 11 year old and a 15 year old, and I had to stay strong. You know, it, it lives. It lives when you wake up in the morning and you know that if you don't feel well or it wasn't a good night, you can't say, honey, would you take the kids to school instead? You know, it, it's knowing that it's all up to you. And if something happens to you, what will happen to these kids? And then there's the third whammy that I have to really do a call out to for the military, which is suddenly these widows or widowers are kicked off the base. You know, like on top of everything else, right. suddenly they don't even have, um, they, they don't, they don't get to stay. <clears throat> they are, they have their funeral and they have to leave. And so they don't even have a support group. And that is something that is, it's so problem. There's this disconnect, Kevin, of 9-11 specific, much good on one, on one grazing that was just a bike tour. Second, mm. nobody cares. And it is really a travesty that there's this disconnect between the organizations and 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 the money and the resources reaching the kids. I actually want to say something. It's really not the money. It's the the support. It's the being there. Right, right, you know, right. It's the sadness of knowing that I had a business trip uh, to Los Angeles. It was a conference over a weekend. I had to go in August. My son took an Uber took an Uber to his basketball championship game and the Uber got lost. And all these parents, from what I understand, looked like they had egg on their face when, you know, he called and he said the Uber's lost and nobody, nobody had, but nobody could pick him up. Mm. But then suddenly they're not doing well and he's in an Uber. And this is the problem. How do we how do we connect loss and bring people into the community? But in my particular situation, um, Tim was he was only healthy for about two or three years, maybe no two years after nine eleven. By uh, two thousand and seven, he was getting very sick, and it was determined that he had the first thing that happened was that he had scarred sinuses. So his his sinus cavities were completely scarred and unable to 
filter and they were, he'd have terrible infections. And then he had, um, lung, his lungs had been compromised and he started, he would get, you know, terrible bronchitis and pneumonia. And then the precancer by 2011, um, he started with the, there's esophageal cancer that is, it particularly noted with the first responders, uh, at right. the, when, when the stuff they were breathing was just, it was, it was, it was asbestos from the 1970s. Yeah, I mean, it was horrible. early 1970s. That's what it was. And it was never meant to be released into the air. And, uh, and so the, the impact was, you know, just, just horrific. And that's why the NYPD, it's 40 hours. That's all. So if a police officer dies, uh, from their, and it's deemed that it's from their 9-11 illnesses, then what happens is the, the next step is proving that it was, oh, that it, they were there 40 hours or more. Luckily, my husband had kept his, his, his log that was signed by the, by the lieutenant. Hillary Kramer, we're reliving your 9-11 story. Stay with us. Take a break. Be right back. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, 
uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. We continue with Hillary Kramer, the millionaire maker, stock wonderkin that has made her name on cable finance uh, shows and channels for such a long time, uh, who was, um, whose husband was on duty on 9 11 uh, and responded for days and weeks following 9 11 and ended up uh, perishing as many of our heroes have long after the events on this 22nd anniversary of 9-11 itself. We're collecting some of her thoughts. And as we were going to break, we'll just revisit some of this. She was uh, telling us of the strict scrutiny that the city was requiring in order to get services for her husband's illnesses, which were all inflicted by scarred nasal tissue and damaged lungs from breathing the asbestos at 9-11, and they were. And that's why the NYPD, it's 40 hours. If a police officer dies uh, from their, and it's deemed that it's from their 9-11 illnesses, then what happens is the, the next step is proving that it was, that they were there 40 hours or more. Uh, but here's another one. The city um, requires that uh, you have proof. And the only way to have proof, luckily, my husband had kept his his book, his log that was signed by the by the lieutenant, you know, at 9-11, you know, every day that had his locations, where he was, how many hours he worked. And it, it's in, you know, that is that is what they really want to see. So. These affidavits where other police officers or firemen will say, hey, he was down there. This person was down there. You know, it's getting tougher and tougher um, to take those. So I would say that it has been, you know, it, it's it's very sad and it's sad for the country. What I wish is that we were together as a country again. I, a day like this, I feel like we all do come back together. And, and maybe in some ways that's what makes it so emotional because it gives me a chance to grieve and me a chance to mourn and be recognized um, instead of walking amongst those who've, who haven't been on the other side of, of life, you know, who yeah. haven't had to have a loved one cross that bridge. 
Uh, well, well, my family was like normal. We were in church on Sunday and our pastor made reference to the fact that this is a tough week for a lot of people that are still fresh in the grief mode and that there is a, even though it's 22 years later, it's hard to believe that. But as you lose the first responders like your Tim and others that, you know, are still dying on us because of the uh, because of the conditions following, you you begin to understand that the long arc of this is going to impact you know a generation or two of people that um, that may and and this is what kind of is crazy. But like half the people in the auditorium at church yesterday were under an age where they could remember what happened on nine eleven. So oh, it's already God. starting to hit kind of the rearview mirror for the newer generations as they are coming up, and it's up to people like you and me to continue to tell our stories, to continue to talk about what that day represented and the heroes that were formed, your husband being one of them in that, in those day, in those immediate hours and moments and days following and what we owe uh, them all as a, as a debt of appreciation and honor, because uh, absolutely. what they did allowed us to stay free. Exactly. And then, and then I think of, of how we went to war and the military, those soldiers, um, those sailors, those airmen, they went to war with the purpose of, you know, retribution, revenge to make sure that the world knew as, as, as George Bush Jr. put it, right? We, he here, he went down to ground zero right after, yeah. uh, the, the towers came down and said, I hear you. I hear you. Everyone was, you know, hearing him and he said and they will hear us soon and now we're now and you know i never talk politics but (laughs) what's going on we're gonna we're gonna be making a plea there's gonna be a plea bargain for for sheikh mohammed uh well there's been proposed for several of them and hillary that is such a heartbreaking thing i was just speaking with um the former fdny commissioner last friday night and he was the guy that was commissioner uh that day and um uh, Mr. Von Essen, and he, he, he cannot believe he he wrote an, an an op-ed for the New York Post, but he's beside himself that our Justice Department is engaging this idea of letting these guys out simply because they don't want to handle what's what's necessary. This was the greatest devastation of American life. Now that you've had many years plus, and people have died from illnesses, et cetera, it's far surpassed Pearl Harbor. This is the greatest loss of American life on American soil since the Civil War. And it was brought upon us by by people who had very ill intent. And we have to be strong going forward. There's no doubt. We do. We do. And we can't we can't forget what and that. Oh, oh wait, I want to address what you said about church, that half of the attendees are too young to either remember and many weren't even born. Um, and at, at, at this point. 22 years ago. So what is so amazing is that to me, it seems like we're not letting them forget. We're, we're making them learn, Yeah, you know, and I, I think it's wonderful that September 11th is also a day of being a volunteer of giving, it's the giving yes. back day in New York. Yep. You know, that's wonderful. There's a whole effort being made on the intrepid for anyone who's always looked for something. You want to donate your time. It's something you can do. And it's like a two day process. It's that, but you get to be, make a difference and, and, and feed the hungry. And, um, and it's really amazing, but I hope that we have learned and it's really unbelievable to think that, 
Bill Clinton, there is actually a tape out there of Bill Clinton giving a speech. I think it was two days before 9-11 actually happened, where he said, I was thinking of um, having uh, bin Laden assassinated, and then I decided not to. Is that, is that amazing to think that that was... <laughs> well, we made, we made a lot of mistakes in the run-up to that, and we've learned from some of them and from some of them we're not a, a single ounce smarter than we were before and that's sad to see as well hillary we're out of time but i think i want to say thank you for personally sharing your heart with us today we always get the the stock tips and the ins and outs and the good stuff and you're always giving us all that good stuff it's it's refreshing for me to hear uh, from you on this level and i know that our listeners will be uh, grateful for it as well thank you for sharing your story wow. thank you thank you kevin you got it And when we close out Kevin McCullough Radio today, we will do so the same way we have for the last 22 years. A song that I helped uh, produce on the day of the events, marking this moment of time in a way that I will never forget. And I pray that it uh, reminds us of an eternal truth. The music of Faith Hill and the moments of the day when we conclude. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I ran this by my doctor. I always run it by her, everything I take, and I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this, is this okay to take? She goes, oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approve this. This is very good. So she said, yes, she said, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking Balance of Nature. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. 
Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Welcome back. It's Kevin McCullough. We promised we would never forget, so we won't. We end today as we have the last 22 years. Here's Faith Hill. It is absolutely an appalling day, not only here in Manhattan, but also in Washington, where the Pentagon uh, also was apparently the uh, the subject of a strike by one of these hijacked airliners flying bombs, really. The Pentagon still very much on fire. The damage there perhaps not as severe as it is at the World Trade Center, uh, but clearly America is under attack. It's not easy trying to understand. How the world can be so cold, stealing the souls of men. Cloudy skies rain down on all your dreams. You wrestle with the fear and doubt. Sometimes it's hard, but you gotta believe. There's a better place where our Father waits. And every tear he'll Police department, our fire department, and our emergency people are being stretched to the limit. There will come day. I'm sure we've also lost a significant number of them. Wars are raging, lives are scattered, innocence is lost, and hopes are shattered. The old are forgotten, the children are forsaken. In this world we're living, is there anything safe to live? that the loss of life is going to be very great indeed. Many of the important institutions here in Chicago shut down as a result of the United States terrorist acts that have occurred. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. You prepare for the worst, but you don't believe it will happen, and this is the worst.
across the way, the construction workers just hung their signs outside. God bless America and prayed for families and victims. And I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us, spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me.